Oh hell no. So we've been on YouTube for a while now. Um, a pathetic three and some chunk. Yeah, we're ad still getting nothing <laughs> in return. To be fair, it's our fault. We it really is. We insist on being disgusting individuals. Gruesome, gruesome. Cussing. I feel like, I feel like our gruesome factor has only grown. Oh, it's grown exponentially. The moment we found out that we got cut out of the partner program because we fell right at the wrong time when yeah. YouTube ch changed the rules and they cut us out because we didn't have the exact requisite. Yeah. That's when we would just say, fuck it, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. Gruesome. Okay. Gruesome as hell and it's only gotten worse. Yeah, it's gotten pretty disgusting. So one of the early things that we did with that was disgusting was eat a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did some food uh, challenges, which was a thing that happened. I mean, it still happens, yeah. but we did like one. We did word. it after it was a thing already. Oh yeah, we did. We always late to the show, madly on purpose, mind yeah. you. Uh, but like we did a uh, drank the True Blood. Yeah, like over ten year old, over ten year old True Blood thing, and yeah. I hadn't drank any sweets up to that point in my yeah. life for a while anyway, yeah. for years. So it was sickening. We did a mayo sandwich, which was grotesque. A mayo sandwich. They were not good videos, no. but, uh, you know, whatever. We're finding our footing. Yeah. Um, but we did do a Halloween one where at the end of the Halloween period, a.k.a. end of October, yeah. um, I would eat a pumpkin that was rotting yeah. video by video in front of us. Pumpkin smelled like farts, dude. Yeah, a pumpkin straight up turned black. Yeah. Inside, it was gru gruesome. Grotesque. And moldy and black on the inside. Awful. Awful. Mushy. Uh, and uh, I ate it. The video's still up, I think. Yeah, right? it's still up. I ate the shit out of it. It was grotesque. I didn't eat the whole pumpkin. No, you ate like a couple slices. I, I don't even know it was a couple slices. I think I just ate like a piece of a slice. Yeah. The point is, I ate the fucking thing. It was gruesome and disgusting. Five. Uh huh. Four. Go. Three. Yes. Two. Uh huh. One. One. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! That is horrible. Ugh. What does it taste like? Shit! <laughs> <laughs> and the reason you brought this up is because somebody <laughs> finally commented on that video. Yeah. It has a few comments, but whatever. Yeah. You know, somebody commented all these years later and was like. You clearly didn't eat that pumpkin. Yes, and, and I, I you take, would be dead or whatever the fuck they said. I take offense because surprisingly we haven't gotten a, a lot of hate. We do get occasional like mean comment or whatever, but who cares? Uh, and but this is the one you want to <laughs> like? Are you serious? We've talked about literally sniffing our freaking assholes directly, you know, straight finger in the ass and going straight to the nose, and you're freaking. C c claiming that this is the thing that's really depressing like they people believe that we would bang our clones and shit <laughs> uh, but you the would. second yeah, I would totally bang my clones it's disgusting but the second we bring in a pumpkin that you ate they're like nah homie you didn't do that that's special effects the claim that I would die I don't know is there, I don't know jack shit about pumpkins I literally went into it ignorant like yeah, Can just... you die from eating a rotting pumpkin? I don't fucking know. Maybe. I don't know where this guy got his info. Yeah. But it certainly wasn't anywhere where I got my info, which was nowhere because I didn't research anything. I just ate a shitty ass piece of rotting pumpkin. Yeah. 
It sucked. It tasted like garbage. It made me want to die inside. Uh, but that was it. Yeah, that's it. And this homie didn't believe it. Now, I will come clean. There was one stage part in that video. I don't know if you remember this. In the pumpkin video? Yes. Afterwards, there's a brief shot of you puking the pumpkin. In a rare correction of a video, uh, I say that this was during the Halloween pumpkin video. It was actually during the uh, True Blood video that we uh, faked, I guess, that uh, puking scene. So uh, here it is. And this is the result. And we did kind of try to make that. Because you did actually puke it. But we didn't oh, capture yeah, yeah. it. So we were like, damn, homie, we gotta capture that. Yeah. So we kind of made it up a little. Yeah. Only part, and that's after the video, after the credits or whatever. There wasn't credits, but after the little <laughs> credit or whatever. So that homie didn't even make it to there because he was already like, this homie didn't eat that pumpkin. <laughs> so that was like the only thing that was slightly faked. And I, really, it was just recreated because you mad puked that shit. I didn't even remember that part, to be honest with you. But you ate that goddamn pumpkin and it was disgusting. Yeah, I ate the pumpkin. I ate the fucking pumpkin. It uh, sucked. It tasted horrible. Uh, the the taste didn't leave my mouth for a good while. But that was it. I mean, you didn't die. Clearly, I'm alive. I, I did eat the pumpkin. Yes. Um. So cool. I mean, I don't give a shit. But I was just like, like you. I was like, this is the video. You. This is the one guy. This is the one where you call our bluff. When I clearly on camera ate the fucking pumpkin. Dude, you mad ate the pumpkin. I feel like there was, even back then when we did the quote challenges or the few we did, there was some that we could have easily faked, like the bean boozled, like how you could just put good ass beans throughout there. True. We didn't, and that was a mistake, because that fish Damn, bean. Damn, you got all the dude, shitty ones the all the time. the fish bean was the, uh, that's got to be one of the worst things I've ever tasted, that fish bean. Oh! Oh, no. Oh, no. I can do it. I can do it. It tastes like shit. It tastes like shit. If you breathe out. Give him give the, give the thing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, puke is coming, dude. I know you're trying to puke. I'm good. Oh. You got it? Oh, look at that shit. Why did we bring water? And then the milk bean. New roll. True. Mm. You fucking bean. Oh, you got the milk. Mmm, stinks. What? <laughs> <laughs> No, not on the not on the bellies. Ah, it's in my mouth. It's in my mouth. Ah! Oh, it sucks. The fucking works. What the fuck? Dude, the smell. It's worse when it leaves your mouth. <laughs> oh shit! It's worse when it leaves your mouth. Oh, I'm slobbering like a fool. 
Whoa, dude, it stinks for real. Oh my god. My mask freaking reeks now. <laughs> you didn't even have to watch Y'all gotta smell this. Okay, okay, here we go. Oh god! Oh no! Wow. Imagine, imagine that in your mouth, dude. It literally smells like spoiled milk. Oh my god, it's so bad. I can't, dude, I can't. I can't swallow that. Uh, it wasn't initially awful, but it stayed in my mouth for like days, dude. And I brushed the shit out of my mouth. I was like shockingly lucky in those beans. You were, you were like mad eating like delicious ass beans. Me and me and freaking Guardian were dying. I got some some shitty ones, but not as many as you guys. The fish, dude. I didn't get the fish. If I, I don't think I got the fish anyway. Awful. The so point is, we I didn't get we what you got. Yeah, we could have easily faked that one. Didn't, but we could have. The freaking uh, True Blood. You could have just drank some juice. True. Didn't. This one's the one where we literally cut the pumpkin in half and you put and it shove straight it in, my in, your, stank in mouth. your mouth. <laughs> what the hell, homie? Yeah, it was not a pumpkin. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Well, that was a weird comment. Yeah. I guess uh, as far as bad comments go, could be worse. <laughs> it could have been an actual pumpkin of a comment. That was rotting and stinky in my stank mouth. <laughs> like the real one? <laughs> I like how that just made it seem all fake. Yeah, no shit. Now, it was a real pumpkin and it really fucking sucked. Um, if you see the videos before that video, you'll see the pumpkin rot. Yeah, like they, yeah, like every single video we did. That it wasn't month. a fake fake pumpkin. Who uh, would make a fake rotting pumpkin? The begin I believe the beginning of that pumpkin was in uh, Clowns on Clowns, the classic that Logan recently found. Um, oh, yeah, you think you're right. Yeah, because I remember that it started with you. Dude, I want to talk about this real quick. We, early on in, 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 their, in our... Yeah, I was about to say career and laugh out loud. In our uh, YouTube stint, um, we tried to like actually plan videos... Oh yeah, yeah. If you look back at our our uh, slime ten dollar slimer review, it's like actually has a little bit of scripting in there. We didn't write it, but you know it's planned out, and there's some editing, and it was kind of set up. So we did that a little bit, um, and then we just kind of mad gave up on that because it, yeah, they were it was, like super stilted and weird. It was not good because there was no, there was none of what. We have when we talk to yeah. each other, none of that was present, it was just us saying things, yeah. So, Clowns on Clowns was like a freaking pivotal moment because, though it is a shitty video, oh, it's a terrible video. Um, but it was a turning point, it was a turning point because we were literally about to kill each other. <laughs> that was like a long that was probably one of our longest shoots homie like we we did the clown makeup and all that shit and then we sat there and we had this perfect plan of how it was gonna go and then we turn on the camera and you were mad flubbing every two seconds yeah uh, and then and then uh i didn't even get to come in that's how shitty you were at <laughs> starting it yeah see the the thing we learned there was we we couldn't plan our 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 stories and conversations yeah. because they're only enjoyable uh or funny when they're intended to be when they're just natural uh and they come naturally so like nowadays if you have a story to tell me you usually won't tell me until we're in front of the camera yeah. 
And uh, likewise me, although I sometimes make the mistake of telling you the story and then I try to do it in front of camera and it just doesn't work. So yeah. we end up not use, using that. So that's Clowns on Clowns taught us that because we had a whole fucking array of gags yeah. centered around our experiences with Mexican clowns. But none of it gelled because all that was in front of our, at the forefront of our how minds to present it. was how to present it. So it just yeah. blew ass. So it literally, the video, if you haven't seen it, starts with you, with how it was supposed to start. This creepy intro with the pumpkin in the front on fire and you're lit by it. That's a little intro. It even has like an edited together like horror montage of clowns because this was during the clown craze. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, we're like, so we're going to do this, but boop, stinky, <laughs> and it didn't work. Now, after that, I actually ended up looking through the footage and piecing it together, and it actually ended up being pretty funny. So there is the unedited clowns on clowns in there. That being said, this goes all to say is that that freaking pumpkin was there, damn it, and it rotted in front yeah, of people's yeah. eyes. That pumpkin rotted. It did not taste good. My homie, I, I was definitely not going to eat that shit. You were weirdly game for eating that pumpkin, homie. Yeah, I don't understand why. What was there to gain? Nothing. Nothing. We weren't monetized. We still aren't. No. Uh... We didn't have any viewers back then. Yeah, like this was before the the pre-Marcus days. Yeah, so I don't know why the fuck I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to eat that pumpkin, bitch. You know what? In fact, I'm going to tell you why I was game. Because, and we've talked about this before, one of the initial reasons was I saw this channel as 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 a good way to start to try to repair the relationship between you and I. So I felt showing that I had, I don't know, I guess the gusto to do the thing would be like showing you I was in. in. That was a gruesome pumpkin, though. It was not a good point to choose to make that statement. (laughs) A statement which, by the way, went largely unnoticed because pumpkin overtook everything. It really did. Including my mouth. Yeah, that that was a weird period. Uh, we did have some fun ones. Like, I like the one where we ate Asian treats and shit. Oh, yeah. That was true. actually a fun video to make. I don't know if the video is any good, but it was fun. I also think, and this is no hate on our, on our boy, The Guardian. Um, the Guardian used to be in a lot of our videos. Uh, most of which of them are gone because a lot of them were wrestling videos. Yeah. And uh, some of the other ones are just gone because they're lame. <laughs> but We've done yeah. some callings. Um that had uh, i think he was here so sporadically that whenever we were with him it would kind of like stymie the flow you know what i'm saying yeah like i feel that he's kind of um he's very awkward in front of the camera yeah like i mean with us off camera he'd be like mad ripping ass and being funny and shit yeah he's fucking yeah that's the thing oh that's the thing and that's the shame of it all He's fucking hilarious. He's like... His stories are the funniest stories I have ever heard. And it has nothing to do with the content. The content's pretty mundane. It's the way he tells them. It's just fucking funny. Um, But put a camera in front of him and that was gone. Like he could not... 
And I don't know if it would have gotten better as time passed or not. I think so because there were several, like when we are doing a lot of the wrestling videos, there was a couple, like at least two or three where we had, had we, he was just hosting at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was several that were like one of our funniest videos at the time. And it was just him being, just be, him being so annoyed with the product that it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, if he had more time to relax, yeah, a to be around and yeah, just relax, it would have definitely been funny. Like there, I think there's a couple of videos that are pretty funny where it, like the like the one the versus videos where we had him come up with weird scenarios as to why two things would fight. Those were funny because it was just him coming up with shit on the spot. But yeah, he unfortunately never got the chance. He to... never got used to it enough for it to. It took us a while to imagine somebody that's here yeah. only every now and then. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a weird... There was also a lot of tension back then. Yeah. Like, especially Dude. from you. I re- Yeah, I rewatched our Ghostbusters video like a couple weeks ago. Boop. <laughs> I was mad hostile. Not towards L, though towards L a little bit. But mostly towards you. It was kind of awkward to watch, uh, and and it's weird because like you mentioned, we should like react to it, but it's stuff that I don't know if it would be perceptible to people. You mm. know, I just know that that's how I act when I'm mad. Right. You know, so that's that was like woof, stinky. Yeah, you're very uh, staunch in in opposition when you're mad. Like you'll go the exact opposite. Just out of principle, when you're mad, that's just one thing you do when you're mad. Um, but yeah, I remember there was several times yeah. when, when you just straight up like, I mean, I'm not trying to make it seem like it, it's your fault, but it was tense enough where I was like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I'm not gonna get anywhere, and it's only gonna get worse. Either from me or from him. So I would just walk out. Which ironically, in your eyes, would be fuel to your fire. You know, as you would later reveal to me that you hated that. That I would just walk away from from a potential argument. But my goal was, I don't want to have an argument. And because an argument is only going to get worse than the alternative. But I think, again, you were so dead set in your, like antagonism i guess well that you were like i think that i'm gonna be angry yeah i think that there was so much like kind of shit we hadn't even talked about yeah a lot of stuff we still haven't really talked about you know but at the time it was like really fresh you know there was details that weren't known and i was just freaking angry about everything so yeah it was kind of weird uh and then it even led to a point where uh our boy would would uh confuse just regular playfulness for us being like mad at each other or whatever yeah like uh talking about hornswoggle <laughs> and he thought we were hating each other was like nah dude we're just talking about the swag which in all honesty is like not good when people can't tell if you're yeah if you're angry or if you're kidding um so i'm sure that didn't help with his comfort levels you know yeah that too that too um who would want to be around perceived tension or, mm. or just the idea of it. But uh, that was a thing. And then some videos, uh, we can tell, 
but I don't know if people can tell there was still something of that edge. Uh, most of those circumstances, we just didn't end up doing the video. Yeah. Um, certainly the worst ones, I just walked away. And again, I did it in the effort to be like more, I don't know, to not make situations worse. I, I would be like, you guys go ahead and do it. And I would walk away. But, you know, of course that has its, its fallout too. You know, some people think that's like, I don't know, condescending in a way. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. But I, I, I know that, that, you know, it comes off that way sometimes. Because it's just my goal was like, I don't want to have a fucking argument. It's not worth it for a fucking video to have an argument. But uh, that pretty much uh, went away until... Here recently we had a video where yeah. where there was a blowout, which was rare because it literally that first year was the only time that we had that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, recently it's been kind of relaxed, I think. For the most part, if I'm feeling weird or whatever, I'm just really quiet, mm-hmm. you know. But I've been ha- kind of having some weird recent crappy feelings, basically. Not to get into it. Some psychological turmoil. Yeah, I'm between I'm between uh, medicine and uh, you know it's a little shitty at the moment. Yeah, especially back then where I was kind of in a really bad spot physically too. I mean, I still am, but I'm taking steps, you know. Uh, and yeah, that day was just kind of like a it was a bad week, you know. It was just kind of a bad time, and yeah, it led to a weird thing. Though I gotta say, usually. If we do get into weird arguments, it always ends up in a kind of positive spot. You know, it takes time. But yeah. we always end up talking about something and it being at least somewhat productive. And thankfully that happened, you know. This one was a weird one because I felt like it was... If it was like teetering on the edge of deconstructing everything that had been built at one point. I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that. I was like, fuck, if this isn't handled right... I mean, it'll it'll be incredibly awkward afterwards. And you don't do well with awkward. I don't do well with awkward with people like you because I don't know how to. I'm not a subtle guy in that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to traipse carefully around people. Uh, so that would have been that would have been like a chasm all of a sudden that wasn't there before. I kind of didn't feel that way because I knew it was just a bad day, you know? Like, all that day I felt weird. Like I said, all that week I felt weird. And I kind of felt like this was a... Like, when we when we started recording that day, we recorded a couple of videos. When we started recording, I felt like something might happen just mm-hmm. because of how weird I felt. So, I was just kind of, like, out of it, you know? Uh, I didn't want it to happen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was just so kind of freaking, like I said, so out of it that it just ended up happening. I was like, damn, that sucks. Uh, but I I knew that it was just because I was in a really shitty spot, you know. And, I, yeah, it sucks to bring that out on people, but it's not that like that was my goal. You know what I mean? I was trying to, um, basically, this was like a week of me feeling really shitty. And this was like the one day. And I kind of felt like. I was still in that shitty spot and I kind of had to, 
not necessarily had to, but I kind of felt like obligated to freaking, you know, be normal, basically. Yeah. I was not there mentally. Yeah. So it was kind of like a drag to do shit. And yeah, eventually that kind of led to something. But really, it was just because I was kind of like mad stressed out. I was like super depressed and I had an upcoming thing that was kind of important that was kind of weighing on me it was one of those conversations where and i'm sure everybody's been there at some point i know i have where people are talking about something and you begin to internalize things yeah uh like from your point of view like i was just talking like we were i don't even remember what the how the video started what the fuck we were talking about it started with me freaking talking i actually cut if there's ever a video that comes out on where i'm talking about facebook dating that's the video because i did clip that part because mm. like, we were recording it and then it stopped recording after a certain point <coughs> yeah so it, yeah that's what it was we, yeah. we were talking about it was a conversation that led to that it, it was along those lines though with, with uh socialization was the theme yeah, yeah. of the video and uh just the the the, the, the you know i went into a spiel about the 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 way to work around social things which in all honesty was boring uh but i really didn't know you know like i we play off of each other so if there's no play coming back i don't really know where to go so i can only play off whatever's coming back and there was definitely no comedy coming so yeah it just got more serious and and more serious yeah what was weird is that you were kind of like you said you were talking about that and i was kind of like this is mad boring not to me but to watch yeah 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 so I was kind of trying to steer away from it, and, and and you kept going back to it. You know what I mean? I I know we were both really tired that day, so maybe that's why. You know, we've had videos that we've recorded where you're really tired and it's just boring. Yeah. And we just throw them away. So maybe that's what was going on. Uh, but yeah, like I was trying to steer away from it. You kept going back to your your previous stuff, and I was kind of getting frustrated because I was trying to keep it in, yeah. in theme to you know what started. i think it was sadly i was like i'm gonna pinch this turd of a conversation <laughs> pinch this turd of <laughs> maybe a, of a conversation you know what in fact that's exactly what it was dude i needed to finish the thought so that it wouldn't come up again yeah and but you kept cutting the thought off with the same intent only you're you didn't think about finishing the thought you kept on cutting it off because it was hella shit yeah Terrible. But I needed to pinch the thought so it didn't come up again. Yeah, so so it just to, kept on like spiraling into like deeper yeah. fucking recesses of of like tension. And it just kind of happened to be that it was bringing up, you know, whether intentionally or not, it was just bringing up stuff that I'm particularly really bad at. Socially. Oh yeah, yeah. And then that goes to that internalizing thing. Uh, the things I were saying were just general, like. I guess, for lack of better words, like advice, tips, yeah, on how to like breach certain like things that I have applied to, because my thing is always look at me. There's no reason I should have ever had so many relationships that I should have had friends. That there's nothing about me that says that unless you hear me, unless you socialize with me, and 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 the only way you know. So I'll apply that to people that have that just happened to be the theme at yeah. hand, right? So I was putting forth those quote-unquote tips, and I think, uh, again, the mounting frustration led to you internalizing that as if I was criticizing you, which I really shouldn't say I think. It definitely was because at one point you were like, um, 
don't know if condescending was the, the word you use, but well, I like, I know you said that you were that I was being passive aggressive. Yeah, like uh, halfway through, I actually uh, like it was even recorded. I I went. I feel like this is aimed at me because yeah, you were yeah, bringing yeah. up stuff that was very close to home, basically. And uh, and and then after that, I tried to again steer it away. But you had to pinch the loaf. I had to pinch the loaf of the thumb, <laughs> And it was man. just like, guy, what is this? The loaf so, has to be pinched. So the, can't have the... the loaf pinching led to some kind of weird misunderstanding in me. And then already I was frustrated. I had a bunch of shit going on. And it was just a loaf that came. You were trying to pinch off a loaf, but really it just made a bigger loaf. That loaf was huge. Yeah, yeah. and then you just like... The dam broke. And you like... Spewed... And at this point, a new loaf had to be started because at this point, for me anyway, there is no walking away at this point. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I'm stuck behind you. Uh, Second, there's nobody here to temper the storm, if you will. Like if fucking uh, um, Guardian was here, then I could leave and, you know, tempers would, would, would kind of like subside and... And I could collect my thoughts and stuff. But there was none of that. There's no buffer. Yeah. There was just, this guy's fucking pissed. He thinks I'm insulting him. Um, or jabbing at him or whatever. And now I have to deal with having to correct that thought. The problem is, in doing so, I could potentially bury myself deeper because he's not in the mood to hear it. Even if it's like, dude, no. You know, that's not what I'm doing. Definitely not in the mood to hear that. So it was a hairy road and it was still very tense for a while. Until somewhere along the way I think you realized. And or I wore you down to a nub or something. You realized. Well no I think. I, think I don't think this dude's being malicious. It wasn't even that. It was just like. I know that. I guess it was a realization. It was, it was, it was, a, it was just like I know that this started. Out of nothing, and it was just because of you know however many weeks I had been feeling so shitty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and and it obviously wasn't clear that that's what it was because I kept mentioning what was happening in that certain argument or whatever, right? Right, right? right. So instead of just keep freaking repeating why I felt shitty that one time, I think I started letting you know what had been going on up to that point. You know what I mean? And what what's gonna coming up and why I'm so freaking weird. And I think that's what kind of started calming it down a little bit. The, there was a reason behind it, in other words, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't just like I'm taking offense on this, it was like a, a, a lead up to that. Um so yeah, in a way it was a realization of like I'm not gonna get anywhere if I keep going on with this with this is the reason for this argument. Well really it's this happened because all this has been going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess in a way it was a realization of something. Something happened. Somewhere along the way, something clicked. And I don't know, man. It's never my intent. Like, I know a lot of people might see our videos and then we joke pretty hard. <coughs> I do that in real life, too. Um, which is not necessarily a positive quality. I think the majority of my friends understand, and, and um, to be fair, like for example, uh, uh, my friend, my Canadian friends, like she's always been that way for the over a decade that I know her. She's way more crass than I am. 
So she takes no offense to stuff like that. Um, but that's not always true across the board, even if you know someone. Like, uh, I know that I've touched some nerve with, with my friend Steph sometimes. Um, you know, because I am so crass some of the time. So I can only imagine, like, someone like you might internalize what is a joke uh, some of the time at the very least, if not more. So, but, I mean, a joke is, a, whether it's it's crass or not, is way different than, like, some, you know, implicate or, you know, what someone might think is an implication of something else. That's the worst, man. You don't want you don't want yeah. somebody that thinks, you know, I think I'm this or that. I think when it comes to like jokes and shit, like I think whatever you say on here or whatever we say on here is kind of understood that it's like who cares, right? Yeah. It's a damn joke. And for the most part the way we talk is that way. Um I do think that it because the tone was went from being really jokey to mad weirdly serious and again mad boring. I was kind of like, this is weird and this has gone somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I thought that it was just a weird mood in the air um, because of your loaf pinching ways. That was a had that was a strange shift. Yeah, it was weird because it went from and I was trying desperately to get like. I'm not a freaking dude that takes the lead on these things, like, ever. Uh, but I was desperately trying to get it back to what it originally was, because I had more to say about that. And you know what? That's another thing. I don't know if it's, if, if the video started that way, or if you just took the lead naturally on the conversation later. I think you started the video, right? Yeah, I did. That's another thing. I usually start the videos because, again, you kind of have a... It's rare that you start a video. Yeah. Because you're more of a reactive type than anything. Yeah. Um, so you started that one. And when you start videos, I don't know where you're going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of footing when you start videos. When I start videos, I don't know what you think. But I think your reactions are like the funny part of the channel most of the time. I'd say like over 95% of the time. That's the funniest part to me. Um so it works. You know what I'm saying? I could be mad lame in a video and you pointing it out is the funny part, you know? Um, and it work when it clicks on both sides, it's even better. Yeah. But the point is, when you start a video, I don't know where you're heading. So from my point of view, it was like, all right, this is the funny part now. Oh, now he's talking about more serious thing. And then I started to pinch out my... I remember the loaf, dude. To lay my loaf. Yeah. And then once I start laying the loaf, you got to pinch it at yeah. the right moment. Because I started, I remember I started talking about, after the Facebook thing, I started talking about interactions I've had with people on on sites where I'm starting to talk to them. And I was trying to get, I would, <laughs> that's when you started bringing up your weird advice corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to get, because I know, I know I would forget if I didn't get back to it. Right. So that's why I was trying desperately to get it back to the thing and to because I, I had like a gay story to go along with it mm-hmm. which has now become my bread and butter by the way <laughs> you know gay dudes love me on them sides for some damn reason I'm like what is this guy 
So I was trying to get back to that, but your loaf, and it just kind of, like, to me, it came off as weird, and I was just like, it was, it was weirdly stressful because I'm not used to it, and it was already like a week of feces. It was a perfect storm of Duke. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. The perfect uh, crossroads of events. Yeah. Uh, or imperfect, as it were. Uh, yeah, it was shitty. And uh, we I don't know what time we started shooting that fucking thing, but we ended up staying up till like past dawn to sort it out. Because, you know, there, there there's a old saying... I bet this is a, in respects to marriage that you shouldn't go to sleep angry at someone. And I mean, well, that's a damn good piece of advice, you know, in general, because that's when all this other shitty ideas start brewing in yeah. people's heads and they get the really get the wrong concept. And that's what happened, man. This channel almost fucking died based on like me not being able to pinch a conversational loaf <laughs> it's and happened. you misconceiving yeah. what I was saying. And this was kind of like a normal occurrence back early in the, the day. The first year, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was volatile back That's the thing. Yeah. Back then, I had just gotten yeah, out. That, that's the thing. Like With this one, it really wasn't like me trying to be a douchebag or anything. In fact, I was trying to avoid that desperately, but your loaf... And it just came off weird, you know, yeah, to me. A mad loaf. And 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 I feel I feel like I was just kind of holding a lot because I'm I'm one of those people that freaking doesn't speak about shit. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was I had so much shit going on, you know, that I had just kind of kept to myself. So after that initial like hostility, I it was just kind of like a, I'm gonna pour all this shit out basically, you know, and that's kind of why what took up the most time. Which I think is good, by the way. I think. We've had, off camera, we've had conversations like this before. By the way, one of the ones I remember the most was you having a sudden anger thing. Not a fit, but, you know, it, it was similar. In, it, that we were just having a conversation all of a sudden. What the fuck? Um, we were, again, very jokingly talking about wiping habits. Which sounds, by the way... Like a conversation we'd have on the channel, you'd be right, but this one just happened to be in normal life. And we were talking about uh, about the multitude of ways that I saw people wipe in, in, in prison. And that led to us discussing our personal wiping techniques. Mm -hmm. And then I was like a proponent, as I remain... Of the tilt and wipe, Mom. whereas you're a proponent of the stand and wipe. So that conversation propelled, and I, I don't remember this it was funny to me. We were in the living room at yeah. mom's place, and we were talking to each other in the dark, no less. And all of a sudden, you're like angry, uh, and uh, like basically saying, I don't, I'm paraphrasing, but basically saying. That I'm trying to whack superior on on the what? wiping, I yeah. guess. And I'm like, what the fuck? And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? You know, because it was literally, we were talking about wiping. Yeah. In a completely jocular sense. And uh, laughing about it and how stupid it was. And how utterly ridiculous our stands 
on on how we wiped were, but then all of a sudden you were like super fucking pissed, and I was like, what the? And I remember that conversation to to iron that out. Took a while too, not to iron it out, I should say, but ironed it out, and then after that you had like a flood of like, I guess like raw feelings and thoughts come yeah, out. Yeah, I think that that's kind of how all these shits start, really. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know. I I just I'm I just have such a hard time talking about that shit. You know, I think the whole family does, except for you. You're kind of the most open i guess but even then you still keep a lot to yourself you know we're just kind of like that you know and especially with me because i'm so weird you know like socially weird it seems to me that psychologically speaking uh as far as our mom's kids go we get progressively worse yeah (laughs) like our older brother who by the way is shitty person in case you haven't seen those videos and or heard those videos whatever um he seems to be the one less burdened by anxiety and yeah you know uh he's mad depressive thoughts and that mainly has to do with the fact that he's very selfish yeah so you know he has kind of like this confidence that comes with selfishness uh, not all confidence is selfish, but his is. And uh, so that helps, man. You know, sadly, that helps him overcome a lot of potential issues. Um, not only that, but he does what I do and just hides shit. That too. But since he has the confidence, yeah, it never really comes out. Or it comes out in different ways, in douchebaggy in ways. Yeah, yeah. And it's drinking and all that shit. Yeah. Me... I I was I used to be an incredibly confident person until I got locked up. Uh, it'll do that to you, uh, or it'll do the opposite to you, depending on who you are as a person. But I used to be an incredibly confident person, sometimes to douchebag levels, but never in a malignant way, just kind of in a douchey way. But anyway, I was an incredibly confident person, uh, and that that's why I can say this with confidence. Uh, that helped me overcome any yeah. issues of anxiety or yeah. depression or because I was confident in myself. And I had a support group of people that were confident in me being confident, which is like something else. It kind of elevates you to another a sphere of self-worth, you know, uh, shallow though that may be. Now, once I went to prison and you know I was away for years... You lose a lot of these connections, so that support group is gone. You, of course, have to start from scratch with being a complete social pariah. Um, And my confidence went out the window. My anxiety rocketed up. Uh, All kinds of fucked up thoughts, you know, that were there before, but now are just, like, exponentially worse are, are there. And... But they were, that's the thing, they were always there. They just are now worse because I don't have that cushion of of yeah. utter confidence. My confidence has grown, don't get me wrong, but it's not even close to anything that I had previous. Now you I feel are like, like an even worse version of that. Yeah, I feel like I never had the... You never had the confidence? I never had... 
Mm, I feel like it did at some point, but it was really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like whatever event <clears throat> happened that made that put me on this road to feast them, mm-hmm. as in as in depression wise, which was very early on, fourth grade, I believe, um, happened too early. You know what I mean to me? Yeah. So I never got the chance to. A revel in some form of confidence. Yeah, or like really even mature to a point where I can deal with certain things. Yeah. So I'm kind of in a way stuck in that time, you know. Yeah. Um, because they it was so bad at that time that I was just kind of stuck in this crap state for a long time. So really, I think that that's, that's a big problem. I never really got the chance, like you said, to grow any kind of confidence. And especially lately where... And this is something that came out when we were talking, like in the past year, I've never really cared about my weight. Like it's, I'm fat. Who cares? Right. Mm -hmm. But in the past like year, I actually, it actually started bugging me. Like I actually like, um, self-confidence you know, like whatever your self image. Yeah. It was just like mad low. And it had to do with weight. It had to do with the fact that, you know, we go out and I get tired and I can't just do stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, recently it's gotten really bad. My inner self-worth and all that shit. Uh, You know, part of it also has to do with the fact that I was on medication that was clearly not working for me anymore. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like you can just tell sometimes if you've ever been on depression medication, it just stops working sometimes. You can need new shit. And I haven't been on medication for a while. And I do feel better, but the weird feelings are coming up that I haven't dealt with in a long time. Like anxieties. Mm. Like, uh,. You know, weird, irrational fears that I mentioned in that video. Uh, other stuff that isn't just depression, you know what I mean? So when you're kind of cut off from that stuff and suddenly it comes back, it's really overwhelming. Yeah. So that was a big part of it, you know. And that still is a big part of it. Like, this is weird. Um, I'm not a very... Even though I am kind of a weirdly emotional person at times... Um, I'm not one to cry during movies, you know, um, but I was watching, we started watching Toy Story 4 with my mom, a movie I had already seen with you, Mm -hmm. and I was freaking uncontrollably crying, and it was an anxiety thing, and I couldn't pinpoint why, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that's very frustrating when you don't know why something, why something's not happening. Or why something is happening. Recently, actually, Friday, I was watching um, uh, like a compilation of, of Andy Kaufman stuff. Right. That was spliced in between with the Man on the Moon mm. stuff. And I haven't seen this movie in a while. You know, I have no real connection to Andy Kaufman or anything. But the scene at the end where they show the... the the funeral stuff and he's oh, singing. Yeah, yeah. I was crying. And it, like right now I'm I'm like I feel like I want to cry. And that might be normal to be some people like to you you're a mad crier during shit. Yeah. It's not to me though. You know what I mean? 
So it's 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 overwhelming because it's not something I'm used to. I think it's imperative to not ignore moments like that, though. Uh, and I hope you didn't. Uh, oh, no, I was mad crying. Yeah, because, I mean, whether you know it or not, that was one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah, we used to watch the you know, shit of it. Yeah, yeah, we used to watch the shit of it. So clearly it left an impression yeah. enough so that, Just that scene you that, still yeah. have a connection to why that is sad and yeah. why, you know, movies uh, and, and books and stuff like that speak to something in our soul. Uh, sometimes, not always, obviously. I mean, obviously some movies don't, but they speak to something in our soul. They're, 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 they draw yeah. parallels to things. Like when I watched La La Land... Yes, oh, as somebody man. that loves cinema and loves the idea of that, you know, people in LA have a different connection to it because it's literally about the city also. Yeah. But it's also about the relentless pursuit of of, of art, art, even at the at the sake of, of of sacrificing personal relationships. But then because of that, it's also about personal relationships. So those elements all gelled together in the perfect brew for me. And I drew parallels to stuff that was going on in my life then that made that like a fucking emotional uh, roller coaster for me. Uh, the end was straight crying for me for like 30 fucking minutes. And shockingly, uh, excuse me, excuse me, shockingly when it was over, uh, there was like this brief pause and then you just erupted in tears, which is like you say, very unusual for you. This was way before, like I was still, you know, taking medication. I was still yeah. in that weird, like I never really react to anything phase. So yeah, it was just like this weird, like damn homie. Yeah. Moment. And you know, like, like I said, stuff like that taps into something unresolved in us or, you know, so it's it's important for me anyway to indulge in moments like that. Sometimes it feels horrible. Like I mentioned this before, when I got out and I still to this day, I have like this piercing fear of re-experiencing certain things from being locked up. And uh, I mentioned this before, but it's, it's, it warrants repeating. Uh, the show Wentworth season two started with our character after spending a, a season in you know of tv in prison starts with her waking up to the sounds of prison no you know whoo just even saying that like it yeah you know? we we talked about this on another cast which we haven't put out because well we kind of have to review it still well yeah, um, yeah i think it's time to put it out by the way a major reason i wasn't pushing putting that out was because uh miles had yeah uh, lost his his father, one of yeah. our viewers. We meant, well, yeah, we mentioned that, and it was it weirdly ended up being kind of something we shared in different ways. You yeah, know? like it's the same feeling, just because of different things. My because of my our grandmother passing away. Yeah, I had exactly. that Same weird and dude, do not listen to that Johnny Cash song because that shit will make you cry. Yeah, the green green grass. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um. So certain certain things just cause a reaction, and that's to me feels like a very negative reaction because it brings up yeah. things that are very negative in my mind. However, I choose to indulge in it at times because 
if I let it continue to be something that affects me so much, that's all it's ever going to be. And it's almost four years since I've been out. It's almost going to be five, really, if you think about it. Um, and that's it still affects me. Stuff like that still affects me. So, but it affects me less now, you know, because I've not shied away from letting the emotion flood out of me whenever it comes. And, uh, and dude, I, again, I mentioned that in that other one, but like just telling people about it, like I told my mom while I was driving, which was a mistake mm. and I could not control myself. I, I, you know, it was just such to, to anybody else. That's just a scene in, 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 in the movie. But yeah. to me, it's, I mean, in the show, but to me, it's, it, it carries such an impact. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, what I would suggest for you, which has always worked for me, is to ask why. Like, you know, like you said, like, you didn't know why the Toy Story exactly. Mm -hmm. Why? Ask why. Like, there's something there that made something in the recess of your mind go, this is my reaction to this, you know? And, and digging why. Knowing yourself is is a great way to start getting... A step ahead of things you know what i'm saying that's something that i had a lot of time to do in prison and that's why i think i came out a better person because unlike the majority of people and i'm not looking down my nose at them i'm just saying a lot of people in prison just do more criminal stuff it's literally you're around criminals 24 7 why not be more of a criminal but some people choose to be in uh, you know introspective and and reflect on themselves and go why and i answered so many questions about myself and uh i realized the power of that uh it's usually shit we shy away from and it's usually shit we don't want to explore and we ignore and we tuck away that's the stuff to explore because it says something it reveals something and it makes life easier to be honest with you to to know at the very least why it might not solve the issue but at, at least you know what the fuck, you know? And that, that helps, man. So, uh, 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 I don't know, man. That's the kind of like a weird power of that type of material sometimes. It, it taps into stuff that you're not willing to yeah, admit. I think, I think, I think I got a, I think I have, I don't, I don't like it currently. Um, because... Just because of how hard I have a uh, hard time I have controlling my emotions when I get to that point, you know. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, at least right now, um, I don't want to put in something that I'm meant to enjoy and it bring up several hours of me trying to control something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say weirdly that with the like i said the andy kaufman thing it was weirdly relieving to just let out a couple tears yeah. and then it ends and i'm like okay good that was weirdly... yeah see that's what i mean it sucked though dude i was like oh man this hurts to watch there's a cathartic element to it yeah you know of course it's not worth indulging in something where you can never pinpoint why yeah it's worth exploring it to see when and how you can pinpoint it of course 
but to ruin something yeah. because that's another thing that's something of course that's not cool uh especially if you like the thing but uh, again i've used this example countless times on the channel uh les miserables you know it, it's something that man it covers so much for me in terms of things that i align my personal morals to uh things that i see myself reflecting at before and now etc right but at the end of the day no matter how much that motherfucking movie makes me cry i don't i am more than glad to indulge in it because it always feels uplifting and cathartic at the end it mm. feels it feels like it did therapy for me you know what i'm saying yeah. all i did was sit down and feel something through someone vicariously and understood the way uh, the breadth and width of something deeper than i could by myself trying to you know struggle yeah. meaning out of things because it just lines up with me you know what i'm saying um I think the what I have a hard time with currently is um, trying to kind of, I guess, trying to see that, you know, mm -hmm. because like I mentioned, it's just kind of a flood of sadness, you know, Yeah, yeah. and, and, and it, it just, it's rough at the moment because, again, I'm not used to this stuff. I'm just kind of used to just being like, that was a thing I saw, you know what I mean? I feel that in a weird way, I do feel that this, like I, I talked to my doctor today actually, and, and I was telling him like, I don't want to complain because I'm feeling stuff, you know, Yeah. like for the longest time when I was under this medication, I was just kind of there, you know, like I, I mentioned it and I, I don't know, I, I'm guessing this is a normal thing because I've heard other people talk about it. I just kind of felt like I was in... I was looking through myself. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> like imagine a third-person game. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking at stuff happening. Um, and so that's why when I stopped taking that stuff, it was weirdly... It felt good to be frustrated, even though it's a bad emotion. You know, it's not a good emotion you want to feel. You don't want to feel frustrated and angry. But it was different. It was something else. Yeah. Um... I, I feel like I'm having a really hard time dealing with that, though. Like, occasionally I'll snap at people, and then I don't like that, but it's just because I'm having such a weird rush of new shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that that's partly part of what has to do with this weird sun sadness with stuff, you know? Like, a weird, like weird stuff like that. I mentioned the Annie Coffin thing. Well... There was a, I was listening to an Iron Maiden album of all things, and the last song was mad sad, and it made me really sad. Yeah. You know, like, it's weird. Um, I don't see it as particularly bad, but how it feels right now feels really shitty. You know. Well, what you, I mean? you know what I suggest is, like I said, don't don't stifle those those experiences, yeah. but see them through the alternative lens of just the way you're experiencing them now. And uh, um, see them through the lens of empathy. You know, um, it's so much different to see something and put yourself as much as you can, obviously, in the shoes of the the in this case characters or yeah. the song or whatever. 
it's so different. I know it sounds like something that that comes natural, but it's it's kind of not, you know. I think that that is kind of what what is part of it. Like, for example, in the and again, I keep bringing this up because it was the most recent the mm. Andy Kaufman thing. You know, it was seeing all his friends be affected by yeah the death. You know, and it's something that I've felt. So that's what was kind of hidden, you know. Yeah. And 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 I'm aware of why it's bugging me but it still doesn't feel good at the moment you know because i can't i'm not at the point where i can see it as a positive well see i can because i felt good afterwards but you yeah know. see there you go and, and it is and it is a, it is like i said it is something else it's something different that's not just nothing you draw that parallel and it creates a vent for something that you've bottled up for yeah countless years uh you know in that respect um I think add to that putting yourself in the shoe of the character can soften the blow. That's where I was trying to get mm-hmm. at. Uh, and you saying it that way made it click. It can soften the blow because it not only becomes something that you see a parallel to your life, but it also is, oh, that's that story also. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's that story that I'm seeing. Uh, it doesn't rob it of the impact it has and the parallels to your life, but it also makes it go makes you love and give a shit about a character yeah be they real or not you know um and that's something that i think is so helpful man to give a crap about other people is one of the most helpful things ever i've mentioned this in past videos uh Sometimes I think about, about the dumb shit we say and, and the effect it might have, the negative effect it might have, that people that might not get it's a joke or or even then. I mean, sometimes things can be just caustic by nature. But, uh, you know, just in general, like thinking that's a person, that's this, that's their experience. This is what I see and I can relate to this person in this respect. Yeah. Again, fictional or not, the person. I do think that in a weird way, even though, you know, it does suck in the moment, it is it does kind of elevate the thing you're interacting with. You know, like... Oh, yeah. Like, uh, for example, if I hadn't had that reaction... And weirdly, I didn't have it the first time. It was more... I read the lyrics and I was like, damn, this hell is sad mm. to that Iron Maiden song. If I had to just listen to it, it would have just been another song. But the fact that I kind of knew what it was, Indulged. yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, damn, homie. Uh, and yeah, so I think it it is good. You know, it is good in the long run. You do get something out of it. I just kind of have to learn to not let it overtake me for that little bit. Yeah. Learn to see it as relief rather than as a burden. Yeah, because the problem that comes with, like, for me, if I start crying at something like a scene or whatever, it's... Like Like a a domino effect? Yeah, like, right now, I feel really anxious. Yeah. And that's just because, (gasps) you know, it's something that brings up that and my anxiety starts up. And then, like I said, I haven't really dealt with anxiety to this level. It's more like a social thing up to this point. But recently, it's been like everything makes me really anxious. Yeah. So it sucks to bring that up, you know, like I wish I could just have that kind of reaction without the other stuff. So a question is, do you think that you feel on the edge because 
you just didn't allow your like because i look i'll say it like this way like of course i i heard the quiver in your voice and i you know you were reacting to a memory of your reaction yeah do you think the anxiety would persist if you had just let that reaction happen i think to a point no but yes at the same time for example with the toy story thing i couldn't i could not stop yeah like i was freaking nothing was happening that was sad yet or anything nothing and i was like crying and i was trying to hold it in but the second i just got up and went to the next room and cried a little bit i was able to watch it fine up until the end which is mad sad yeah um so see there you go there's the positivity of it is you need to get it out of your system you have so much bottled up in you that anything is a hair trigger yeah um, you know what i'm saying yeah and and then and then to go back again to the kaufman thing maybe it was because i hadn't seen the whole movie and i was just going off the memory of the movie right it wasn't i didn't have that reaction the toy story reaction Mm. It was just I cried during it happening, and then afterwards, I'm fine. Yeah. But the fact, I guess... Like, you don't understand how important Toy Story is to me, guys. It was like the first movie I remember watching. I didn't remember the whole movie like uh, like Al does with Ghostbusters or claims he does. I, I contest that. There's no way you remember the whole thing, homie. Uh, I re- literally remember one scene. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I really remember one scene, and it's just burning to my mind, and I had the toys. You know, it was a thing that's been there forever. And and, and I had already seen Toy Story. I knew it for, and I knew how it ended. But it was like this weird, like, I know it's coming kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Even though ultimately it is kind of a happy ending. You know, it's just sad in the moment. Yeah. So it was felt really like, it was weird. But yeah, once I let it out, I felt okay. Oh yeah, see, there you go. I mean, you're describing... The anxiety of something that's to be or possibly be. Yeah. If you didn't know the movie, the possibility of it would have been the the alternative. You but but you knew it, so you're describing anxiety for something that you know is happening. But then you just let that vent, you know, drain out, and then you could see it and then react naturally to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like uh, I mean, I wonder how many times I can see Les Miserables and not have the same fucking endless sobbing that i always have shit because i i and then mind you with me that movie doesn't give me anxiety um it's sobbing because it's fucking sad and moving and all that shit but uh i wonder if to date it hasn't dude just i'll watch a clip yeah i think and it'll make me cry I think for me, the stuff that makes... I guess for you, too, with the Miserable, it's, it's stuff that reminds me of things. You know, yeah, like absolutely. Real things. Like, for me... Like, Paddington 2 made me cry because of the... I think it was part two or part one, I remember. It was part one. With the the aunt at the end or whatever oh, yeah, yeah. coming in because yeah. it reminded me of grandma. Yeah. You know, the, the stuff with the Andy Kaufman thing, it was seeing his family react... Or his fa- friends and family react to his death. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's shit that reminds me of stuff. And unfortunately, it's stuff that sucks. You know what I mean? So yeah. it brings that anxiety with it. With Toy Story, I guess... I don't really don't know what it was. I guess it was the end of a friendship type of thing. You know? So maybe that was a little less severe. It's, it's, it's a death of its own kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... 
you have, and I've uh, proposed this to you previously, you have abandonment issues, which in itself is a form of little death, you know, um, going all the way back to to uh, our mom. She, I mean, she didn't abandon you in the traditional sense, but at like the most peak uh, vulnerable in your life. Yeah, she... and what's, what's weird about this, before you go into mm-hmm. it, what's weird about this is when you were talking, when we kind of brought all this stuff, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, see, and that's troubling. Yeah. That, that means you bottled it up enough because you were like, definitely of age to remember. Like, it. In, like literally, the the earliest stuff I remember, I was always with grandma. Mm-hmm. When mom was always working. That's what I remember. But apparently, before that, I was always with mom. Yeah, you and were... I have no memory of this. You were... We grew up, or I'll put it this way first. I grew up in a household where the gra- our grandmother uh, raised me. And I was always with her, uh, like, 24-7. I slept in her bed. The works. A grandma's boy, I guess, for lack of better words, right? And uh, when you were born, mom felt an emotional and psychological need to be a part of your life. Uh, So much so that she expressed it and kind of made a point about it to grandmother who, you know, of course, like I said, I was like under grandma's wing all the time. So mom made it a point to be there around you as much as she could. And, And when she was home, you were in her room and she wouldn't let grandma talk to you. All that stuff. You were, She coddled you. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. That was kind of admirable because she realized how much she was gone yeah. when I was around. I don't hold that against her, obviously. I love my mom, as do you. But, but the point is that she tried to make up to it, make up for it. But then she reached an age where she realized she hadn't really had a life at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She she hadn't had a life at all, and a man came into her life, uh, who she's still with, and kind of like that became a thing. And she, when she would get off of work, she would go visit him, and all of a sudden, you were just, and of course this is not malicious from her part. You got to consider a mom. It's literally a person that had to yeah. work her way from nothing yeah, she had to raise brother. a family. That and she had her brother when she was eighteen or something like that. Yeah, she you know she had a rough life. Yeah. She has a rough life, you know. Yeah. Uh, so she found respite in this guy, and uh, I mean she's been with him ever since, and vice versa. So that's a good thing, but. The, the 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 fallout of that was that you were this kid that she coddled and all of a sudden you were just there. You know what I'm saying? And I was in my teens, you know, when this happened. So I was, you know, teens are very selfish and, you know, they don't give a shit about anything. Yeah, but themselves, shit. yeah. So I was like, you know, teens in high school, I was all about me. And uh, I remember, you know, you were like the little brother that I, that was annoying to me, you know. Yeah. I didn't hate you or anything, but you were the little brother that was annoying to me that I would like to scare, that I would... 
really not hang out with unless it was to scare or to show something weird like a horror movie or something too. That was it. Um, I didn't particularly like to be like you in my room or anything like that. You know, I was a, a typical teenager. But I remember coming home one day from work. And you're just sitting there staring literally into a void. You know, and me realizing that you had lost the one relationship that you had. You know, it was gone. And there was no foundation yet for the relationship between you and grandma. I mean, obviously she loved you. and no. But you had that distance created by mom. Uh, again, non-maliciously. And I was like, damn, like I could see it in your face. Like, what the... You know, you didn't know what the fuck. And it sucked. Like, it broke my heart. So much so that I went against all my teenage uh, 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 idiocy and was like, I gotta start letting homie hang out or something, right? And that just kind of became a thing. The, the fucked up part about that is that we got so fucking close. And then, of course, you and grandma got so close. And then she ended up passing. Yeah. And then you lost that. And that was, you know, that's an abandonment of its own. Death is, you, you got to realize this woman was iconic. We thought she would yeah. be around forever. Keep in mind that in, like I, like I said, I don't remember any of this pre-grandma stuff. Yeah. So in my mind, I was always with her. Yeah. Because that's what I remember. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's weird that you mentioned that. I. You're right. I I never thought she was gonna die. Like I was like, oh, she's gonna be a hundred. Yeah, it's, break dancing. You know, it. I thought that when I was a kid. You know, yeah. and I thought that even as I grew older, she's gonna be around. I would always be like, even when it became obvious that you know yeah. she's in her eighties, it's it's clearly gonna come to an end. I would be like, she'll be around at least five more years, ten yeah, more yeah. years, or something. It was always a thing, and she was a very vivacious person anyway so it felt that way all the time yeah and no matter how because we did have a lot of warning basically no matter how much warning we had it still seems like a sudden thing yeah so much so that i didn't even have a reaction really until months yeah after it happened so i remember the day that you guys came in and told me and you we went to a room and we were just sitting there. And I was kind of like, I couldn't even process it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh... So, yeah. Uh, that in itself, unintentional as it is, natural as it is, death is a form of abandonment mm -hmm. that people have a hard time getting over. Uh, and that's been more than proven. So that compounded on the mom thing. And then I get arrested. And you got to keep in mind that we were tied as thieves. Uh, but really before that, I had gotten into this relationship that unlike my previous relationships was a lot more close to home as in literally the person was here yeah. right next door to you. And, um, it was a really hard time cause I knew, and, and I remember telling her this, look, man, he's got problems because of these things that have happened. Uh, we got to do our best yeah, to try to be was, inclusive. This was pretty shortly after the grandma thing. Couple, yeah. A few years, maybe a couple of years. Yeah. So, I I mean, I had to work and I would work long hours. 
And of course, you know, you're in a relationship. You don't want to abandon that either. It was hard to juggle everything at once. And I don't think I did a very good job at it, to be honest with you. But uh, the concern was always there. And whenever I couldn't do it, I would tell her to do it, to interact with you, to, to uh, which I yeah. think she did. Yeah, she was cool. Uh, so I did my best. But already I could feel that this was something that would kind of pluck at your mind. And I'm sure it did. But then to get arrested on top of that and disappear completely. Yeah, that was the big one. That's the ultimate one. So you got like several instances of people in your life that were important to you. Provided some form of stability in whatever sense. uh, Quote unquote abandoning you. Not in the worst way possible, which would be, fuck you, I'm gone. But still, uh, that sucks, man. Imagine the anxiety that can rise from one instance of that. Yeah. And these all were all pretty close together, too. Yeah. Uh, compound all that shit together. I think it's not also good. part... Of, I've never mentioned this, but I think part of what uh, is a problem with me right now... And it's not something that... Like, you know how sometimes you have, like, thoughts or whatever or beliefs that you know aren't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. But... For some reason in your mind, it's it like persists. it's like canon, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you know it's not true, like I think that oh, you know, in the time when you were away, mm-hmm. uh, when you went to your planet, Poochie style, I had kind of a it was weird because I had a, a some really dark moments, mm-hmm. but I also had kind of like I, after the first couple of years, I had kind of a social stability right. as in when it came to interacting with people. Right. Like I didn't have that weird anxiety. I had friends online that I would talk to. You know, I could go and you know, I would play with people on Xbox and it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. Whereas now it freaking terrifies me. Um and in my mind I guess, somewhere deep in my mind I feel like like, that was a good time just because I was able to do that, you know? Mm. Whereas now, even though I know that this is not the reason, in my mind, sometimes it pops in. It was like, damn, homie here, I can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's something I know it's not true, but it pops in every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sucks because I know it's not true. Uh, it's really just like this weird social anxiety that's back at full force for whatever reason it may be. Um but I guess because it was in, during those times, it was good, you know, like it pops in, like this is what's changed when really a lot has changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's weird and it sucks. It's also kind of like, uh, if you think about it, kind of like <sighs> the human mind has a means to adapt to just about anything. Doesn't mean those adaptation techniques are good. Yeah. It means that it's what needs to happen at the time. So, to use my end of the spectrum, I had to adapt to a completely different, uh, you know, environment and style of life and all that shit. So, the habits and ideas and thoughts that I acquired during those five years uh, are not necessarily ones that, all of them at least, not all of them, uh, are not necessarily things that I could translate to my current life. Some, yes. But a lot of them know it would be ridiculous to expect the same results 
right? Mm. So I think the same can be said to any experience. Uh, so in your case, you had a couple of years to be like, either what the fuck or maybe a form of grief or whatever the fuck, Yeah, right? those first couple of years were bad. Like, I would wake up and it was terrible. Yeah, and then you found a way to cope. So really what you're missing, and I'm not saying that interaction was bad, obviously. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying what you're missing is a coping mechanism. Uh, what you should miss is the fact that you found a way to interact properly with yeah people. that's that's honestly what i do miss because but you see like how they're I, wrapped up into yeah, one. yeah yeah like i think during like i think that's what's the thing that i'm so annoyed that is gone yeah is that during this time i had no problem talking about weird shit i had no problem talking to people online you know i would just join in and shit um Okay, well, look, you hold know, that like, thought. like, our boy, Guardian, would come over and we'd talk about, like, serious shit and it wouldn't yeah. bother me, you know. Hold that thought and, and then put it into this perspective. Why did you have this ability all of a sudden? Because you needed to have. It was a watershed moment where you needed to have it. So because you had no way to run away from it or, or, or think, have another relationship yeah. that substituted that, you made it happen. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the freaking the way things were during that time, like I was alone all day. Right. Uh, mom at the time, you know, she was she wasn't here at night, so I was just kind of alone all day, and I was like, these this was a way to cope with it, like you said. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I could I could I had kind of had to make friends. To and stay sane. To, to stay yeah, sane basically. Um, what I hate, what I don't like about it now is that, that that thought, that mere thought is terrifying to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, technically, it should be easier, but it's not. Well, can I ask what aspect of that thought is terrifying? I think, honestly, part of it, and unfortunately this goes back to your theory... Part of it was that most of the friendships I made during that time are no more. Right. Um, and not through... Like, I tried right, right, to right. keep those intact. With the exception of maybe one, which I could easily get into contact with again. Mm -hmm. I just don't because it scares me right now. Right. Um, all of them were just no more for whatever reason, you know what I mean? And again, it's like I tried, so it was kind of a loss there yeah. again. So I guess in my mind, I kind of like fear that if I try that again, it will just end up that way again. Yeah. And I know that friendships are things that end, you know, but I guess in, it, it's bigger for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that all lines up pretty well in its atrociousness. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you know? Uh, but that's it a sad fact. It sucks because I know it's it's definitely something that like I know it's not it's something that I shouldn't freak out about, but it, it is something that freaks me out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, with any social situation, and I mean this has been clinically and just in practice proven. The more you do something, the more you get used to it. Right? Common sense. Um, but of course to somebody with that severe yeah. anxiety, that's not easily said and done, but, uh, that's just facts. You know what I'm saying? The more you do it, the easier it is. 
Um, <coughs> I empathize. Don't get me wrong. I have, because of experiences, been locked in a cycle of fear about certain things in my life, which sucks. And I hate it because it's the antithesis of who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, 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 I hate that. However, being conscious of it allows me to at least stay in some sort of emotional control of it. And, and that allows me to plan, which I think you're getting better at, by the way, uh, allows me to plan to attack in some form this particular problem. And then once you attack, that's doing it. And then you attack again, and that's doing it, and eventually you get used to it, and it doesn't, it, it begins to not be such a big issue, right? So, uh, uh, yeah, the sad fact is that people are flaky, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That they're not always around. You know, I had some really, really tight relationships, uh, friendships, uh, uh, before I got locked up, and some of them hung out for, for a couple of years, and that's more than you can ask for a person, really. Uh, but at the ass end of those years, not many survived. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and if they did survive, the majority of them did not survive in the same way. Yeah. They were not preserved in the same way. A great example is The Guardian. And that mainly has to do with me, to be honest with yeah. you. Because I, when I returned The Guardian, our former co-host, um, he, he was my best friend since like 2000 one yeah around there he was my best friend uh him and and another cat were my best friends period i would not put one above the other they they were just the people that i love to spend time with I mean, of course i include you and my best friend but you also are the brother so that's above mm-hmm. blood is above above the the friend thing but anyway um they they uh he was my best friend uh and you would think that that would be a thread that you could pick up easily and it might have been for him or it might have not. I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I can speak for me. It was not easy for me because coming out of prison, having this new perspective on life especially and, and on my person, uh, my personal moral compass and what have you, I felt like I did not want to tread on the tenuous relationship that you had with him. Because I felt that that was more important than me trying to recoup something. I didn't want to be the guy that came back and stole a guy, <laughs> a friend from you. And that's the one friend you have or the one important friend you have, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. So I took a back seat. Unfortunately, that hurt me trying to make strides in maintaining a, a viable relationship as a friend with him. And I was... I was overly cautious with it is, is the problem. You know what I'm saying? I should have been more forward and been more like in the mix, if you will. Yeah. But I wasn't because there was too many elements in play that could have gone wrong. And then that bore its results. Um, but that was my frame of mind with that. Uh, other friends just uh, were there, you know, for a spell. And then, you know, they got lives. They got things to move. You know, I literally vanished from normal existence for five years. Mm-hmm. I'm way behind. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can honestly say of these friends, there's only two that stuck. Three, really. But one of them took a little bit to, to be like, oh, okay. Uh, 
so I'm going to say three that stuck by. Uh, unfazed two. You know what I'm saying? Unfazed. And one of them was my Canadian friend. Who, by the way, just to bring this whole thing of sometimes just that's what happens with relationships. I haven't talked to in over a month. And change because circumstances of life had not allowed that on her end. And that's bad and I should feel bad. But honestly, I kind of don't care. You know what I'm saying? Uh, That sounds horrible. But she's currently in a relationship. Uh, You know, there's things going on in her life. uh, On top of the circumstance that has kiboshed communication for a spell. Email is not the ideal way to communicate with people. Um, you know? So it's it's life. It, it's, it's dealt its, its thing. Uh, I love her. And, 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 and I hope that there's nothing of animosity between us. So should that come up again, then that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't feel like there's a loss there. I feel like... Something has just happened. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's kind of what I unfortunately can't or have a hard time seeing, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, I think honestly, like, uh, I knew, I kind of knew in a way that our boy was going to leave way before he did Mm -hmm. because he was kind of mentioning that he wanted to move and it was possibly going to happen. And unfortunately, instead of seeing that as like, oh, let's spend time with this homie, I guess my defensive mechanisms kicked in and I was like, I got to make distance so it won't hurt. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's absolutely what you did. That's totally what happened. That was shockingly transparent. By the way, I should have stepped in at that point, but it was still a weird, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the dynamic between the three of us was kind of weird still. Yeah. So, but that was like overtly transparent, especially as time went along when you rebuffed him instead of welcoming him more often than not. Uh, it was kind of like eventually, and I, I know I voiced it to you a couple of times and I communicated with him, like, don't hold this against him, you know, uh, but you know, you can only take somebody else's word for it uh, so many times before it's like, well, what's going on here? And, uh, you know, so so there was a distance created, yeah. a form of estra- uh, estrangement, uh, and there that went, uh, you know, with, with the Guardian. Uh, sadly, uh, here during this corona thing, since people are shut down, I've been more communicative with him than in the you know ever since getting out uh, but you know it's one of those things where now it's like well what's good of it now mm. you know of course i i love him and i prize him as a friend but what's the point of it now with so much distance uh you know uh one can only hope for something but that's it um and that's not to say that there aren't uh, friendships again my canadian friend she's yeah. been in canada for a long time she used to be local she went to canada uh, but it was always a very strong uh, friendship and relationship. Uh, and now it's kind of like in this state, you know. But I don't feel animosity. And I know that's hard sometimes not to feel. It's not really. It, or not animosity. Yeah, but like it's not that. It's more like 
it's like a, like I said, a weird defensive mechanism yeah, yeah, yeah. of like it's gonna it's gonna hurt if I'm close to this person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, Which sucks because yeah, I mean it's it's really doesn't help. You know? Yeah, it's better to have experienced something than not. You know, at the end of the day, it's better to have experienced than not. As 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 shitty as certain things turn out with certain people, more often than not, by the way. Um, at the end of the day, short of that experience being something god awful, like truly god awful, like they fucking stuck a knife in you or some shit, then more often than not, you can see things, you know, fondly. Even yeah. sometimes it takes time, you can see things fondly. I will um, say, it is something that I kind of want to work on. Um,. I have like started talking to someone who was a friend mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, back in the day, it was like last year. Well, we just kind of hadn't been talking to because of this again, this weird anxiety. I just, I just didn't feel in, in the in the spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, thankfully, they're very understanding, and that's that is something that I want to mention. Is thankfully, um. You know, I have I have vast opportunities to make very close friends that unfortunately I haven't taken yet, mm-hmm. and it is something I want to change. Uh, I'm very thankful that Logan and Marcus are very, and then Miles of course are very patient with me. You know, I think they know what's going on. You know, it's not me trying to be mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I have tried to explain it however better little I can, and and you know. If I don't answer, it's because of something that I'm not trying to be mean. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to work myself up to that. And I am taking steps, boys. Um, Because I do think that there is something there. You know what I mean? Like, these are dudes that obviously like our freaking our humor. You know what I mean? Homie, if you can take a homie, take a homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I am thankful that they're so patient. And, and you know, I am kind of working my way to getting back to answering stuff because you gotta understand that this stuff just getting messages was very anxiety causing triggering for so long uh and i'm trying to get past it you know i've I've only reached out to this person in the past week and it's still kind of triggering that weird anxiety yeah um also it helps to recognize the variety of friendships that there can be yeah you know not every friendship is you chumming around with a person all the time yeah yeah uh sometimes well, most times, I would say, friendships are beautiful in their own distinct ways. Yeah, they're very different between people. Yeah. Like, Miles is a guy that we encountered per chance. Like, really, you know? Yeah, you just... Uh, what are the chances of him coming across us I, and us taking to... To this day, I don't understand how Miles likes our stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know? He's so different than He's us. such a rarefied personality, yeah. you know? But... He's an absolute gem of a guy, yeah. you know, and and uh, it's just the chances of that happening are pretty slim, that friendship happening. But it's a particular type of friendship. Obviously, we're not in the same locale. Yeah. Uh, he is of a very different uh, a character than ours. And yet, you know, there's a legit care for each other there. Yeah. 
that is you know something to be preserved, not something to be spat upon. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, think... Our homeboy uh, uh, Marcus, of course, that's the most likely of friendships. Yeah. Uh, Lonja Club, Lonja uh, Mexi Boys, you know, yeah. Mexi Sexies, and all that jazz, I leaning back dudes. like cholos. Yeah, uh, that's the most likely of things. But at the same time, it's its own special kind of yeah. relationship. So why would that not be something to preserve? Of course, it's something to preserve, and and so on and so forth. You know, anybody that we've encountered in the channel. Uh, and we've encountered many uh, people, and uh, it's a variety of ways that they stay in communication with us. You know, whether it's Callum showing up every now and then yeah. and going, uh, "I'm doing okay, I'm alive," and you know, still listening. That's awesome, man. Uh, you know that he still cares and listens and has that type of. It's a form of conversation, you know. Yeah, <laughs> watching. Amy, Glatt, you know. Amy, you know all these people. It's it, it's 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 just it's a special it's, type of thing. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I'm kind of one that doesn't really look at the comments because I expect the worst. Mm -hmm. But really, when I take a look at them, I'm actually kind of surprised with how friendly people are. Yeah, and how there is kind of a weird little conversations and stuff going on. You know? <clears throat> yeah, it's cool, man. So yeah, like sometimes I'll respond or whatever. Very rarely. Um. And it is something that I want to do more because ultimately I feel that that's kind of the way to get past this weird, shitty anxiety. Yeah, everything in 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 practice becomes easier. And then, of course, you know, cultivating other types of, of closer friendships and stuff like that will come naturally. You can never force stuff like that, you know. That's always been my my personal credo. You can't. I know some people are go and take it types, and that's has its place too. Like the go and take it mentality is good for like being ambitious in business and stuff like that. That's perfectly fine. But with with relationships, friendships, and stuff like that, personally, I've always been a, a, a let it come naturally type because those have always been the more deep and fulfilling relationships that i've had friendship or otherwise um you know and really if you are in a in a intimate and physical and emotional relationship with a person uh that's just another level of friendship you know what i'm saying so there's all varieties and they should all be appreciated in their own form um so yeah man you know just careful don't don't seem i know that's not what you're intending but don't end up being the ungrateful character in somebody else's yeah, story and that's you a, know that's that's kind of a thing that we brought up during that thing is that it does like no matter how much i don't mean it to be like in my mind i see it as i'm trying to preserve something yeah because i mentioned this is that i don't want something like what happened with me and you in that argument to happen with someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so kind of, I don't want to say volatile, but I'm so kind of weirdly sensitive when it comes to stuff at the moment. Yeah. That I don't want something like that to happen with someone else. And yeah. they don't understand how I work, so it just comes off as mad douche. But really, it's just kind of... Even if they understand you, there's a difference between you reacting that way towards me 
I'm your brother. Yeah, and that's what that's what I was trying you know to what get. Saying? That's what I was trying to get to is that you mentioned that the chances that happen are pretty low because you're my brother. You know, I don't we don't we talk differently than I do to other people. Yeah. So really it's not something to be worried about, but it is something that's in my mind, you know what I mean? That is one of the roadblocks that I have mentally and it if you know anything about the shit, it's it's hard to get past that stuff. Um, but, but look, I'm kind of trying, man. I'm I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been deep ending in the last couple weeks. I've had to do a lot of like appointments and shit, and I'm going in alone. Yeah. And 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 it's it's. I'm trying not to think about it, you know. Just do it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did with this with this person. I'm like. The less you think about it, the better, you know. I'm just trying to get to a point where that comes naturally instead yeah. of having to get to a point where I don't have to think about something, you know what I mean? And that's the way it should be uh, approached, man. You just gotta do it, man. And it's good that you gotta start on it, because once you gotta start, you know, don't let go of the start, because then you'll have to restart somewhere along the way. Yeah. So, that's ultimately uh, a very good uh in the long run to to be there so and i've had moments like in the past week like i had to do something in the bank for example that i don't know how to do right mm -hmm. alone and and instead of just being like all right i'll go do this with you or something i freaked out like in the moment i was like no no this is like the whole world shut down you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah uh, but i'm trying to man I'm telling you, I've been deep ending it, so it's got, it's bound to happen every once in a while, you know? Yeah, yeah. Stinks, though. It's it's always easier to try to put off a responsibility or uh, anything on someone else, especially if they're there to do it. Or worse, it's always easier to not do it at all. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, that's not productive, you know? It's just not. So what's the harm in doing it? At the end of the day, really, at the end of the day, what's the point in not doing it? Yeah, that's kind of, that's true. Like, what the hell? Like, I've gotten to a point where I'm just like... We're all going to die someday. Yeah. Really, this moral coil means... Stinky. Uh, nothing. Unless you're thinking about it spiritually, which most people don't anyway. Uh, you know, what's the end game here? Might as well make it easy for yourself. Yeah. As easy as possible, you know, which is not an easy life, but you know, why why make it worse? So anyway, it's been a long-winded chat about a bunch of long gutted guys. God, <laughs> worst yeah. way to exit something. Stinky. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us for yet another schmodcast. Nope, we're not the schmodcast. Definitely. <laughs> uh, another podcast. Could probably make a better movie at this point, though. Oh, man, it's not good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kevin Smith. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we're out. These music stupid sounds all kinds of shit for you. Everything goes inside tonight, don't come with corpulent juice. These music stupid sounds all kinds of shit for you. Everything goes